from coast to coast to coast, you're listening to Terra Informa. You're listening, you're listening to Terra Informa. Welcome to a special edition, Fun Drive exclusive, Terra Informa trivia episode. I'll be your host, Elizabeth Dowdell, the hostess with the ghostest. Uh, Never mind, that was our Halloween show. I'll be your hostess with the informed mostest. So on this episode of Terra Informa, we'll be doing a whole lot of informa because I'll be asking some challenging trivia questions while the Terra Informa team does their best to come up with the right answers. What are we playing for? Well, I'm glad you asked. The short answer is bragging rights and to be virtually crowned trivia sovereign. The long answer is bragging rights. Now, before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge CJSR is located on Treaty 6, the historic and present territory of Cree, Métis, Blackfoot, Dene, and many other First Peoples that live and gather here. We can't be gathering in person at our CJSR studios today, so we're coming at you from a series of laptops connected through the magic of the World Wide Web and a Zoom video chat presented in Gridview. Let's meet our contestants. First up, we have Charlotte. Tell us about yourself. Hello, Elizabeth. So excited to be here. More excited to win. Next up, Andrea. Uh, I'm also a Jeopardy super fan. So I'm pretty excited to be here and I'm pretty excited to take that crown. Well, glad to hear your enthusiasm, Andrea. Now, Sonic, tell us about yourself. Hi, Liz. I'm Sonic Patel. I'm here to kick butt and chew bubblegum. And I'm all out of butt. Also out of bubblegum. I have come sorely unprepared. Well, Sonic, it doesn't sound like a winning strategy, but we'll see what happens. And now, our final contestant, Hannah. Hey, Liz. I'm, uh, I don't know. I thought we were all here to make friends. Trivia is a cutthroat enterprise. All right, contestants, let's go over the rules. In front of you is a screen with a series of subject areas, each containing two categories of questions. You'll each take a turn selecting one category from each subject area. Once you select the category, I'll read all four questions in that category, and all of you will have 30 seconds to write down your four answers. We'll reveal the correct answers at the end of the round, and you'll tally your score. Each correct answer is worth 10 points. We'll keep playing until time is up, or we finish all categories. The player with the highest tally at the end wins. Any questions? Okay, great. (laughs) Let's see what kind of Terra Informa themed trivia categories you'll be tested on. First up, Biology 101. There are two categories in this subject area, coniferous or deciduous, and animal facts, fact or fiction. In animal facts, fact or fiction, I'll read an animal fact and you'll guess if it's a real fact or an alternative fact something that's completely made up, AKA fiction. Fake news. Indeed. In the next subject area, Apocalypse Now, you'll be asked questions from the category endangered or disaster. 
In disaster, you'll be asked to guess the environmental or natural disaster or driving force in this dark and depressing category. In plants, animals, and pop culture, you'll be asked about popular plants and creature comfort. In popular plants, the answer is a plant made famous through a specific piece of pop culture, such as film or TV, or through general knowledge. Creature comfort, I will ask you to name the creature at the center of a piece of obscure horror literature. And the final category, you're listening to Terra Informa. This includes show notes and headline or deadline. In show notes, you'll be asked to describe the feature story based on the title of a Terra Informa episode from our back catalog. If you don't know your history, you'll be doomed to repeat the same episode again and again and again and again. All right, Terra Informers, those are your questions, subject areas and categories. For no real reason besides I'm the host and I declare it, Andrea, you'll get to choose our first category. Wow, what an honor. Um... I choose popular plants for 1200. Oh wait. Popular plants. Wrong show. You'll be asked four questions where the answer is a plant. These questions range from references to film, television, or just common knowledge. You ready? Question one. Viscus alba is the Latin name for what plant? Popular is a Christmas ornament. And if you live in a real world rom-com, one for getting smooches under. Question two. Move over pumpkin spice because vanilla, the most basic and enduringly popular of home and personal scents, ice cream flavors, and sexual habits, is derived from what plant? Question number three. What talking plant is the horror at the center of the cult classic 1960 Roger Corman horror film 1982 off-Broadway musical, and 1986 black comedy horror musical, The Little Shop of Horrors. All right, contestants, question number four. What tuberous plant, featured in the work of now problematic author J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series and unproblematic director Guillermo del Toro's dark fairy tale Pan's Labyrinth, is supposed to resemble a baby and be key to various magical rites? We really got to cross our fingers that nothing will come out about Guillermo del Toro in the next week while we edit this. Contestants, your 30 seconds is up. Let's begin. Question number one. Viscous Alba, what did you come up with? Charlotte, mistletoe. Because I get kissed all the time. (laughs) Okay, rub it in. I also wrote Mistletoe, but then I also wrote Jessica Alba. because <laughs> All right, Andrea, what did you have? I wrote Mistletoe slash Jessica Alba's cousin. Oh, I'm seeing a pattern. And Hannah? Yeah, Mistletoe to round out the round. All right, question number two. What is the flower that produces vanilla? Charlotte. No, I don't have an answer for this one. <laughs> I was trying to think of something funny. And Charlotte, out- jokes won't save you now. Andrea, what is your answer? I put vanilla bush because I also don't know the answer. Sonic Patel. Um, I nailed this one. Is the answer, um, oh, you can't see it. Is it just bean, question mark? 
<laughs> well, beans are an amazing fruit. I'm sorry, that is not the correct answer. Hannah. Yeah, I wrote pod, so. <laughs> I also wrote pod. <laughs> well, I appreciate your uh, effort to put forward plant parts. Uh, the popular flavor vanilla actually comes from the vanilla orchid, vanilla planifolia. I mean, I was close, right? Does it come in a bush form? Or a bean form. As an orchid, it is really a flower. Good effort, team. Good effort. Question number three. What talking plant is the horror at the center of the cult classic 1960 Roger Corman horror film? Charlotte. The Venus flytrap. An excellent response, Charlotte. Oh, who's next? Andra. I also put Venus flytrap. Another answer. Sonic. Um, I, I don't know. So I just wrote spider plant because I think spiders are pretty spooky and it's a shop of horrors. And then I drew a little spider so that I'm going to scare myself every time I look at my sheet. Spooky. Very spooky. And Hannah. I also put Venus flytrap. Three for Venus flytrap. You are correct. The Venus yes. flytrap. Dionia muscipula. Muscipula? You might also know from her film and stage performance as Audrey Two, her name in the Pet Shop of Little Shop of Horrors series. Pet Shop of Horrors. Shop Boy Horrors. <laughs> Venus Flytrap is the correct answer. Littlest Pet Shop of Horrors. All right. And question four: What tuberous plant has been made famous by problematic and unproblematic authors alike? Charlotte. I answered. <laughs> made a small poem. It's, the, my answer is, it screams, my nightmare. <laughs> All right, Andrea, do you have something that can top that? <laughs> no, I'm out. <laughs> and Sonic, any answer from you? I honestly think I might, I might have gotten this correct. Is, it, is the answer, oh my god, is it Mandrake? We'll have to wait and see, Hannah? <laughs> uh, I wrote squealing sweet potatoes, so... I don't know. <laughs> Sonic, I think you're wrong. Hannah, I think you have this one in the bag. Well, Hannah, I'd love to give it to you, but I'm afraid Sonic's got the right answer with the mandrake. Uh, historically derived either from plants of the Mediterranean genus Mandragora or the English mandrake Bryonia alba, mandrakes contain a deliriant hallucinogenic tropane alkaloids. And the shape of their roots often resembles human figures, so they've been associated with a variety of superstitious practices through history and in contemporary pagan traditions. I put turnip for the record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the end of round one, contestants. Let's find out how much you really know about nature and the environment. Contestants, tally your scores and tell me where you're sitting. Charlotte. 30 points plus, oh no, <laughs> I gave myself points for the last one because <laughs> my answer was so good. <laughs> I have 20 points. I'll allow it for the creative submission. Contestant number two, Andrea, where are you sitting? I'm at 20 points. 20 points, Andrea, you are in second place. Sonic Patel. I am also at 20 points, two out of four, exact same as my GPA. And finally, Hannah, where are you sitting? I'm at a big two zero. 20 points. All right. 
right, Charlotte Thomason is our front runner with 30 points, while the other contestants are tied with 20 points apiece. Contestants, let's move to our next round. We'll have Sonic Patel pick this category. Um, from coast to coast to coast, you're listening to Terra Informa. Let's do show notes. In this category, I'll give you the name of a show. I'll ask you to give me the short description or something close to the short description we've included on our website. Question number one, the title is, There Is No Planet B, aired April 24th, 2017. Now, if you've been a busy Terra Informer, keeping up with your archives and selecting archive episodes for our regular breaks, I'll expect you to nail this category. Question number two, the title, Growing Super Plants with Fish, aired October 16th, 2017. Some of these titles are deeply descriptive of their episode content. Question number three, what is the episode Living Outside the Box about that was aired on May 7th, 2018? And finally, question number four, a little grain and a lot of birds aired February 27th, 2017. Do you guys need more time? No, I'm good. You're good. Uh, I, I, just give me a, like a sec. I have good ones for one of them. <laughs> All right, contestants, your time is up. Let's begin with question number one. There is no planet B. And we'll go to contestant Sonic Patel to give us the first answer. Right. There is no planet B. My answer is Charlotte Thompson watches the B movie and does a critical analysis and envisions a world where bees are the dominant predator. I uh, don't know if I remember listening to that one. Hannah Cunningham, what is the story for There Is No Planet B? Uh, I was thinking something about Garbage Islands. I don't know. Garbage Islands. No planet B. We will see. Charlotte Thomason, there is no planet B. Terra informers travel to space only to discover there is no planet B. Burr, cold out there. <laughs> Andrew Miller, there is no planet B. I don't know. I was thinking somewhere along the lines of covering climate strikes, climate action, you know, a big rally. Don't know. That sounds like a realistic and reasonable show description. Thank you. What was it actually? We explore the origins of Earth Day with an eco-babble that spans the decades from 1970 to the March for Science of 2017. Next, we're visiting an interview with Chris Hatfield from our archives. Those were the show notes and, well, there were some honorable efforts. I would definitely watch Charlotte's hot takes on the B movie. I'm gonna award 10 points to Andrea for sort of noting the March for Science protests, large gatherings uh, in, her, in her description of there is no planet B. 10 points to Hannah Cunningham too for a garbage island. Sick. I also wanna give Sonic 10 points. Yeah. For <laughs> Everybody 10 points. Chris Hatfield's space. <laughs> Hatfield, space. It's close. We had a bigger budget back then. We could travel to space. Charlotte, the voice budget? of the United States right now? <laughs> the voice of the Space Force. No, we've never had a budget. We've always been poor. <laughs> and that's why you should donate to Fundrive 2020. So we can go to space. 
Donate so Charlotte can fulfill their dream of going to space. All right, with that impassioned pitch, let's move on to our second question. Growing super plants with fish. What was this episode about, Sonic? Um, so this episode features a musical guest. It's the rock band Fish with a PH. And they uh, just come on the show and they don't perform any music, but they just talk about the, the succulents that they take care of while they're on tour. Hannah Cunningham. Uh, hydroponics. Fishes plus plants become mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Thomason. Kara Informers Dylan Hall and Sophia Osborne spend two months collecting fish bones on the shores of the Pacific Ocean. They then grind them up and use them as fertilizer in their community garden. Here is their journey. A human-driven exploration. Love it. And Andrea Miller. Uh, always the realist. It's hydroponics, aquaponics, fish poop and plant. Is that hydroponics, aquaponics, or fish poop and plant? All of the above. All of the above. All right, then. What's the difference between hydroponics and aquaponics? Nothing. Contestants, if you had watched, uh, if you had listened to the episode, you might know. Given the show notes tell us, have you ever wondered what the heck aquaponics is? Is it a fancy aquarium? Urban farming? Something marijuana related? We found out this week with Sea to Sky Aquaponics and Hashtag Yeg, who are growing super plants with fish. I'll give 10 points to Andrea and Hannah, although aquaponics is not exactly the same as hydroponics. It's all like water, though. So, you know, (laughs) I'm on board with that. Our next episode, Living Outside the Box. Sonic, what was your show notes? I remember this one really specifically. I remember listening to this episode just the other day. Living Outside the Box, Hannah Cunningham talks about what she's been up to since leaving prison. All right, Hannah Cunningham, former convict. So it's actually an unboxing video, but just the audio. So I don't know if we ever, ac- I don't know if they ever actually like referred to what it was because we couldn't see it, but yeah. Unboxing, oh my God. That's mm. good. And you, Charlotte, what happened on Living Outside the Box? I can't even say this. Okay. I also remember this episode very specifically, and in it, Sonic Patel <laughs> learns to mime in the video. Uh, but it's audios. You actually just can't see or hear anything because mimes are silent. Ah, yes, the 29 minutes plus or minus 10 seconds of Sonic silently trying to escape a box created in his mind. Compelling radio. And finally, Andrew Miller. What are the show notes for Living Outside the Box? Yeah, I think we're onto something, Charlotte. This is actually a very personal journey of a mime who sells all of his possessions and becomes a minimalist and joins the climate movement. So... Contestants, none of you are right, and I will not be awarding any bonus points in this category. But uh, in this episode, the recent IPCC Cities and Climate Conference in Edmonton gave David Draper the opportunity to finally answer his burning questions. Curious about urban development and the future of urban design, this show talks to Julian Daly, Executive Director of Boyle Street Community Services, David Miller, North American Regional Director of C40 Cities, and Don Iveson, Mayor of Edmonton. The show attempts to challenge your conception of why our cities exist as they do and get you to think and live outside the box. 
The show used to be so cool. What happened? I'm not impressed. Well, our final episode, A Little Grain and a Lot of Birds. Sonic, let's hear your show notes. Um, Charlotte Thomason explores the age-old question, should we give birds grain and feed them for a day, or should we teach them to grow their own and feed them for a lifetime? And Hannah Cunningham, your show notes. We explore the physiological impacts of feeding pigeons. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Wow, unimpressed. <laughs> Uh, all right. Charlotte Thomason, your show notes. Terra informers watch pigeons get decimated by peregrine falcons at the grain terminal on the north end of Edmonton. And like, it really sounds like an alt-right headline, where it's like, falcons destroy pigeons with facts and logic. <laughs> Oddly specific. <laughs> Completely <North> decimated <laughs> SJW pigeons. <laughs> Gravity and wind speed on their side. Aerodynamics at work. <laughs> all right and andrea miller your show notes so this is a cautionary tale uh on the dangers of feeding birds too much bird seed so better tune mm -hmm. in watch out i see you and hannah were collaborators on this episode that's right what is what is that quote if you feed them they will come is that what it is <laughs> it's actually a reenactment sure you... of the film uh field of dreams but it's birds <laughs> <laughs> but but every character is a bird well, excellent pitches. Uh, these show notes for A Little Green and A Lot of Birds talk about how this week is a special episode that was especially fun to make. Good God. Uh, sometimes when we have an extra cool story that the whole Terra Informa team is invested in, we all go on a field trip together. There's no actual exclamation marks. A couple Sundays ago, we traveled to a grain terminal, some rare birds of prey, and meet the folks who watch and photograph them there. Charlotte Thomason, you knew your stuff in this episode, in this edition of Show Notes. Ten points to you. Hannah and Andrea, I appreciate your collaboration and uh, shared story plans. You got Team it. player, you know. Contestants, let's hear your tally for this round. Starting with Sonic. Big ol' zero. But also, zero. big ol' zero laughs. You can't win them all, can you? Or any of them, apparently. We'll see what those bonus points do in our next round. Hannah Cunningham, your tally. 20 points. Santa, you lead the board with 20 points to Sonic Zero. Charlotte. 10, but I believe I should have an extra five for my Planet B space. Charlotte, your appeal has fallen on deaf ears. No five extra points. <laughs> All right, so we have Hannah in the lead with 20, Charlotte in second place with 10, and Sonic in third with zero. Andrea, where do you stack up? Big old 20 points. A tie for lead. Let's take a short break there and return for more special edition trivia episode extravaganza. Choose your category, Hannah. Let's go with animal fact or fiction. Animal facts fiction or fact. I will tell you a fact about animals and you will tell me if it's a fact or a fiction. Question number one. A donkey is able to see all four of its feet. Fact. All right, contestants, question one. A donkey is able to see all four of its feet. Question number two. The domestic pigeon, Columbia livia domesticus, is actually 
a sophisticated drone technology deployed by the United States military. Question number three. The largest recorded pack of wolves included 270 members. And question number four. Loggerhead, Kemp's Ridley, and Hawksbill are all types of sea turtles. All right, let's get to some answers. Hannah, you chose this category and you'll answer first. Question number one, a donkey is able to see all four of its feet, fact or fiction? I'm gonna say fiction. It's got a pretty long body. Mm, fiction from Hannah. Charlotte. Fact. Going for the fact. Andrea. Fact. Sonic. Fact. Put him in front of a mirror. <laughs> oh, a trick answer. Well, you are right, those of you who selected fact, chose fact, said fact. A donkey's eyes are positioned so they are able to see all four of their feet. And this helps with climbing hilly and mountainous terrain all across the world. Who knew? Question two, the domestic pigeon. Really, a sophisticated drone technology. Your answer, Hannah. Uh, because the government is probably listening to this, I'm going to go with fiction, but you all know my real answer. Sonic. I'm also going to say fiction, mostly because you included the word sophisticated, and I would not use that to describe pigeons. Charlotte. Fact. And Andrea. Fiction. The correct answer is fiction, or maybe fact. It depends on what reality you choose to participate in. This one, or an alternate one created by right-wing conspiracy theorists. Choose your own adventure here, folks. You can all take 10 points. Now, question three, the largest recorded pack of wolves. Your answer, Hannah. I'm going to go with fact. Sonic? I'm going to say fiction. Charlotte? Fiction. And Andrea? It's a fact. All right, those of you who said fiction, did you imagine higher or lower numbers? Higher. Uh, I'll say lower then. Just price is right rules. Good to hedge your bets. The truth? fiction. The fact, far more surprising, in the winter of 2010-2011, a super pack of wolves numbering up to 400 reportedly terrorized the Russian town of Verkhoyansk, population 1,300 people, uh, one of the remotest inhabited areas in the northern hemisphere. Moral of the story, you can't be king of the north if the wolves don't recognize you as their local sovereign. I would know. Honestly, I don't think super PACs should be allowed to have a role in politics because they're they just have too big of an influence on policy some excellent political commentary on wolf human relations finally in regard to sea turtles are the loggerhead kemp's ridley and hawksbill all a type of sea turtle hannah fact charlotte fact andrea fact sonic fact well, a uh, sweeping selection of fact across the board. Either you know something about sea turtles or you're just smarter than I am. This is a fact. There are seven species of sea turtles, six classified in the family Chelonidae, which includes the hawksbill, green flatback, loggerhead, Kemp's Ridley, and olive Ridley turtles. These are obviously related compared to the seven species, the leatherback, which is the obvious black sheep of the turtle family, and actually I have a member of its own chosen family, Dermochelidae, 
We love a good chosen family. Preach. That's it for animal facts, fiction or facts. Contestants, where are you sitting? Hannah. 20 points. Charlotte. 40. Andrea. 30 points. Sonic. 40 points. All right. Sonic and Charlotte, you are our front runners this round. All right, contestants. That sound means we've reached the end of the game. Things must pass, and so too does our special edition. Andrea has taken first place. With 90 points, we crown Andrea Miller, our Terra Informa Trivia Sovereign. Long live the Sovereign. That's all the time we have for this trivia episode. Thank you to our contestants for playing, and thank you for listening. All the programming you hear on CGSR is produced by volunteer community members. This makes CGSR unique. It's radio for the community, programmed by the community. Programming that is untouched by marketing groups or demographic surveys. I mean, do you really think someone would have paid to put some sort of marketing in this episode? We'll catch you next week on Terra Informa.